1: And the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers.
0: It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods.
1: New episodes every other Monday.
0: guy named Manuel, Alfred junior high, he said two words to me in three years of junior high. baby. I feel the blues are calling. Toss (laughs) salad and scrambled eggs. Hello and welcome back to another episode of (laughs) Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind, body, and soul with two and one-third toy stories worth of a painful piss in Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel and I'm one of those dumb idiots.
1: Oh man and and I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm your circus mouse, Luke Patrick. Did you did you have a Fraser seizure for a moment? What was that?
0: I just thought we needed a little bit of that that kind of Fraser vibe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sherry Niles, like <laughs>
0: Uh so this week as you may have picked up on, uh we watched 1999's The Green Mile.
1: Yeah, we uh, fucking Luke, did, didn't we?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look how is your watch
1: oh man so for the listeners at home to uh peel back the curtain a little bit on this this cabaret uh we did put this record off by a week um yeah because we just (laughs) couldn't get up the gumption to actually sit down and watch this and i think honestly that's my fault because i looked up the runtime and y'all this movie is three fucking hours long
0: yeah and it feels every second of it
1: mm-hmm. you got your money's worth i'll say that if you went to see this in theaters uh which mm-hmm. i did not as a child um <laughs> man oh my watch was disrespectful and we texted a little bit about this before the podcast that we wanted to talk about how disrespectful it was but this is a movie i've seen before i do not remember it dragging as much as it does um, well
0: you saw you saw half of it before
1: yeah, which is crazy. Actually I saw probably the last two hours, judging from uh which is again a full movie's worth anywhere it
0: else. It is. It is <laughs> It is a, a full movie.
1: Yeah, uh, we could've we could've watched Toy Story OG Toy Story twice in the amount of time it took to watch this movie.
0: Yeah, uh, again, a uh, two and one third Toy Stories. Mm-hmm. So By the time we
1: kind of got to the stuff that I remember, it turns out I remember this movie pretty damn well, uh, and it got pretty tedious, so I (laughs) did go on some tangents, sir. I did break our rules. I was on Reddit looking up how many people in Louisiana actually speak Cajun French these days. Um, (laughs) May or may not have been texting you as the movie was progressing. It It was a wholly disrespectful watch. How was your watch, sir?
0: ooh yeah uh, the most disrespectful watch to date mm-hmm. um, let's see I I used my phone um, at the beginning actually when I first started I still had a little work to do so I was working just a little bit while the movie was on <laughs> um, uh, I did <laughs> and you approved this I did leave the room while the movie was on <laughs> Uh, twice
1: yeah, that uh, and, was that was fully sanctioned. Uh, I mm-hmm. feel like, I mean, do you feel like you missed anything when you came back?
0: No. Yeah, and exactly. And frankly, if I did, I don't care. <laughs> uh, I did. I did just read some articles towards the end, mm. and um, the the final the final execution scene. Ken and I just muted it because uh, we ooh, yeah. we couldn't take it, so we just muted the movie for a bit.
1: Uh, yeah, so you're saying by the time you, you, you were on your third electri- electrocution scene, you you were done So.
0: Yeah, strangely, you know, it, it felt like a bit much mm-hmm. to watch three executions on the first day of 2021.
1: Yeah, at a rate uh, of
0: one per hour,
1: uh, this movie <laughs> clocks them in.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, just, just so disrespectful, mm. um... Ken and I talked over it at the beginning. <laughs> uh, Ken was playing her Switch. Uh, she she did not want to watch this movie at all. In fact, uh, earlier today, after we had decided that we were just going to get this movie out of the way today, I I double-checked with her that she was all right with it, and she did make a nasty face.
1: Mm, yeah, you hate to see the nasty face for any Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> Man, I you don't know if this... really do is jumping the gun a little bit but the problem is that for movies like this now that we're in this stage of tom Hanks' career there's no joy in it i'm not like joe versus volcano right the beginning of the 90s i'm fucking Mm -hmm. stoked because it's it's gonna be a wild ass ride where (laughs) meg ryan plays three different people Um, (laughs) one of
0: whom a a self-described flipperty gibbet
1: Flippity gibbet. Exactly. There's no flippity gibbets uh. in The Green Mile. It's just a very serious drawn-out film and mm-hmm. man did we really 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 struggle to get the gumption up for this one, didn't we?
0: We really did. I I really didn't want to watch it and mm-hmm. I know I've said that more times in the past few episodes <laughs> than I have in the previous maybe 20 Mm -hmm. um but good christ people i did not want to watch this movie
1: yeah which to just get it out of the way
0: did you miss tom sam uh okay so so this is actually interesting because in the past week i have actually delved so deep into tom's social media presence (laughs) (laughs) that I don't know that I've had a chance because I've been looking at his Facebook. I've been looking at his Twitter. I've been looking mm. at his Instagram. Um, and the, the guy's got a very interesting social media presence, particularly on Facebook. Wow. Um, I did not expect just,
1: that. I did not even expect him to have a Graham presence. So that's yeah. interesting.
0: Now it's not active. His last Instagram post was sep- uh, September twenty second, so mm. it's been a bit. Yeah, but on Facebook in particular, he just takes photos of random shit and then posts like a kind of funny caption, hmm. and then and then Hanks H A N X. Mm. That's how he signs everything.
1: Hanks. That's his, that's his graffiti tag. He's out here tagging Hanks with an yes. X. Mm. Exactly. Maybe Mr. Nasties uh, is three X's. So it's Hanks oh, with three
0: X's. Oh, oh, I think you are right on the money, Luke. <laughs> yeah. So uh so so in that sense he's he's never sort of left for me. Uh and I'm getting more and more uh Hanks content suggested to me. Mm-hmm. Uh both both in my like social media news feeds and also in like my Google feed. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I know that he was on the Graham Norton show this past week, and he did show off that he had to shave his head for a role in in the new Elvis Presley movie that he's currently shooting. Yeah. And uh, and his hair looks just fucking terrible.
1: Man, we've
0: never talked about this on the podcast,
1: but for the people at home, trust that our algorithms are fucked. We get (laughs) ruined all of the Tom Hanks news. I mean, it's... Like anytime a Hanks family member does anything, I legit have Google alerts that go off.
0: Like, yeah, I, I know what Hank Chet Hanks is doing every second of every day. Essentially,
1: mm-hmm. we're the fucking SETI Institute for <laughs> the Hanks family at this point. It's ruined my internet presence, and we did this all for you, the listeners.
0: Yeah, you're welcome, people. Uh, cause you were clamoring for it. But Luke, <laughs> did you did you miss Tom? <laughs> um so
1: here's the deal i feel like at this point i'm at a conference that i really like being at like the location is great i like the activities that they're you know that are offered um at this conference but the the going to the keynotes or the classes is the mm-hmm. fucking shitty part like or eating the, the the uh chicken and rice sort of lunch entrees like that's where i'm at with this it feels like I really want to do the podcast and I want to talk to you about movies. I just don't want to fucking watch the movies at this yeah. point.
0: I think it's a, I think it's sort of the traditional college experience of <laughs> I, I want to be on campus. I want to be involved in everything, but fuck, I don't want to go to class with those nerds.
1: Yeah. I'm in fucking Tau Alpha Omega just trying to <laughs> slam some shooters <laughs> in the weekend and enjoy the vibes but then every now and then Green Mile pops up and is like, you're failing my class. And I'm like, I know, Green Mile, I don't want to go.
0: Yeah, you get uh, a note slides under your door and it says, <laughs> you got to go to class again this week, Hanks. Yeah, and I just zip
1: off in my uh, my topless Corvette. Um, man, so yes, I very much miss Tom. I very much, very much missed doing the podcast. Uh, but just this week in particular, I feel like this movie was a real tough one. I feel like we're just in a
0: slump, my friend. We, it We are in a slump. The 90s have been a very challenging time for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, we, we've briefly mentioned this, so first of all, Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> this is this is how we started it. Yeah. A, a three-hour movie with approximately three executions. It was a not good time
1: yeah this is episode one of 2021 day one of said year my friend and we've started it this way it's it was just this movie i you know next week is gonna be better and then the week after that and then the week after that i tell myself uh when i'm (laughs) sitting in my padded cell but just jesus christ man this one was rough so just to sum it all fucking up (laughs) yes i missed the man uh but just maybe not his works this week.
0: Yeah, you know, that's fair. Um, Luke, do you even want to do the plot this week?
1: You know what? I'll give a, I'll give a sketch. I'll pull out the sketchbook and give you guys sort of a plein air uh, sketch of it, if that sounds good. Sure. So basically, if you haven't seen The Green Mile, it's based on a Stephen King book, and it is about the uh, last mile, which is death row in a Louisiana state penitentiary uh, and there is a man, John Coffey, in their care who appears to exhibit some, like, miracle healing powers and uh, some form of, like, uh, telekinetic or or uh, psychic abilities. And some stuff happens. Like, people get executed. They figure out that he's innocent. I mean, it's a lot <laughs> for three hours, but... You know, he cures uh, the, the warden's uh, wife who's really struggling with a brain tumor and some other stuff. But essentially, that's it. Tom Hanks is a guard here. That's our entry into this movie is through that role. That's pretty much it. If you want to know more, go read the Wikipedia page is probably what I would recommend. Unless you have three hours and you really want to see this, like maybe you're a big Stephen King fan. Um or this is just a Tom Hanks movie you haven't seen. If that's the case, then fucking go for it. But otherwise, just go read the Wikipedia page if you don't have any interest in seeing the movie or reading the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably the best way to go with that. Uh, well, so m- maybe we should talk about this now. So s- since this movie does deal with um, the the sort of criminal justice system and the the kind of carceral system in the US uh and the the death penalty which mm-hmm. yeah just just want to come out here and say like the the death penalty is completely fucked
1: yeah and
0: uh and maybe instead of wasting 3 hours of your life on a on on this fucking movie maybe maybe like uh, do do something good Instead, (laughs) um, advocate for criminal justice reform, donate to organizations that that help incarcerated people, you know, kind of any sort of positive thing that that will help people uh, from having to experience this movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or even just removing, fully removing the context in which this movie works. Yes. uh, Or trying to erase its legacy. That's very fair. Honestly, you could spend three hours reading about our current carceral system and uh, come out a a wiser human being. Because, Sam, the end of this movie, so for the folks at home, John Coffey is proven, in quotes, innocent. I mean, he is innocent, but it's not in a court of law. But they they still have to execute him because it's basically mandated that he's the guilty person, um, which is what
0: you're alluding to. And it fucking sucks. So maybe just don't. It's truly terrible, um, just like our criminal justice system. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, get, give money to those organizations, read up on it, ad, advocate for, for positive reforms there. Um, so just want to kind of get that out there before we dig into this. Luke, what did you think of it? <laughs> and on that note, let me pull the rip
1: cord really quick. Roop! Yeah. Ooh, and, hey, uh,
0: let's go back to goof town.
1: Yeah, look at that. Uh, feel feel that strong breeze as we jump out of the C one thirty and then descend into Goofburg. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> what did I think? Of, man, what did I think of this movie? Is a hard question because objectively, I'd say it's a well put together movie. It's well acted. It's well written. Ish. Uh, it's very problematic, but outside of that, it's pretty good. It's just so goddamn long yeah Um, that's not an answer i i didn't enjoy it let me put it that way i did not enjoy watching this movie again and i don't know how i watched it the first time and didn't maybe it's just because i saw two hours of it instead of three but Mm -hmm. you texted me when you had like 50 minutes left and knowing what that was going to be like broke my fucking heart dude (laughs) because the last 50 minutes of this movie is just brutal
0: yeah uh, both both in terms of length and content, and I got to tell you, your your text messages got me through it.
1: Mm, well, that's a positive to me breaking our bylaws and sending you yeah. messages.
0: Oh, uh, worth it. Uh, ten mm-hmm. out of ten w- would break those rules again. Um. <laughs> yeah. Can Can I give you my review with a quote from the movie? Ooh, I would love that. It's It's
1: uh contextualized by the text itself. I'm so into yeah. this. What in the blue fuck was that? <laughs> Spoken by Hal the Warden. Uh, yes. Yeah, man. This is. uh it's just so long.
0: It's just so <laughs> long, Sam. It's extremely wrong, long. It's extremely bad, and it's extremely offensive. And extremely close, incredibly close. <laughs> <laughs> don't, Luke. Don't evoke that fucking movie yet. i mean i have thoughts about it i have
1: i have things that stuck out to me that are goof related um Mm -hmm. so i mean for one this is yet another movie i would argue not even just another movie where tom hanks's ability to piss is uh mentioned but is in fact a central character of this movie
0: it's it's a big part of the first what hour of the movie
1: yeah, hey, how many films have we seen him peeing in up to this point? Let's take a quick, a quick. so we got Money okay. Pit, and we've Money got uh, A League, uh, of, their League of Their Own. A League of Their Own.
0: hmm Oh, man. The, I know there's this is, more. Th- there's got to be more. This is one pissing dude. Did it happen in Bachelor Party? Surely he pissed in Bachelor Party.
1: It, it might have. I know there's at least one or two others, but what is it? I mean, we've posited before that it's a conspiracy that every single... Uh, director is trying to out him as a man with a giant member through these piss sequences but jesus fuck i mean we saw him peeing multiple times in this movie so
0: much and like the most painful pisses too
1: (laughs) yeah they weren't easy
0: yeah and you know it couldn't have been easier because he does have that huge donger uh, like, can you imagine the pain of getting all that piss through all that urethra? I mean, it's just so much length. <laughs> what um, we're
1: referring to really quickly is, <laughs> so you know, is that Tom Hanks has a, uh, a UTI during uh, the at least half of this movie. Uh, yes, and then he which, is cured by John Coffey.
0: And, and his character describes it at the beginning of the movie as the worst urinary infection of his life. Which mm-hmm. means that he's had enough that he can rank them.
1: Yeah, this man's a chronic shopper at the UTI Mall. It sounds
0: like. <laughs> um. Let's see. So I will say it was it was good piss grunting from Tom. Mm-hmm. Solid he, method acting. He really solved the UTI. <laughs> <laughs> um. I liked. I liked. I'm pissing razor blades. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's just it's so much pissing. Yeah. It, and I look, it's good dick work because he's he's holding his <laughs> dick a lot and in a lot of pain. um There, there was the part where he like runs outside his home mm-hmm. and is like moaning and then just pisses in his yard. And I legitimately could not tell if that was the worst piss of his life or the best piss of his life until the next day when he was like, "I'm definitely going to the doctor tomorrow." When I decided. Definitely the worst.
1: Definitely the worst. Hey, I do like uh, the the phrase, some excellent dick work. It's not our (laughs) title, but let's call it the honorary title for this episode because it is very true. As you pointed out, he does have a Daniel Day-Lewis-esque approach to these peeing sequences. Maybe that's why they keep shoehorning them in is that this is like it's on his CV. Uh, Mm -hmm. Extremely talented dick artist. Yeah, Uh,
0: I mean, look, and he's working. I mm-hmm. like I I can't be more clear about that. The man is working. He's he's skilled with his penis. Yeah. Um which I'm sure Rita can can attest to.
1: Yeah. Hey, we've been in the dick territory a little bit too long. So do you have any
0: random thoughts from this movie? Boy, oh boy do I. So, okay. First of all, the Microsoft store describes this movie as nominated for four Academy Awards including best picture. Oscar-winning superstar Tom Hanks. Hey, superstar mm. yeah Would you? i'd say so yeah okay If it, it felt like a lot yeah by but this
1: point you gotta remember too this is tom on the highest point on the hog at very this point tr- <laughs> in well, the 90s
0: <laughs> yeah you know you've you've got a solid point yeah um okay so uh so one is is something that could be a recurring bit for us so Kenna was playing uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie. Great game, and uh, yeah, she's really enjoying it. Um, I want to know if if there was another Super Mario Brothers movie with all our beloved characters: Mario, Luigi, Peach, mm-hmm. Daisy, Toad, Bowser, you know, everyone. Who would Todd play? <laughs>
1: shit dude that one's hard gut says toad go gut gut says toad for all the obvious reasons it's you know i feel like a role that tom wouldn't want to overshadow Mm -hmm. uh with his with his splendid acting and dick work so i think he would be toad like a really competent slightly slightly more center stage than usual character actor yes um
0: yeah how are you feeling about that Okay, so this is a little distressing because I had two in mind, and one of them was Toad. Mm, got to be Toad. Who's the other? Luigi. Ooh, now Luigi's a good character (laughs) study for
1: our guy. Yeah,
0: I think Luigi and Tom have a similar energy going on. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the whole deal, too, of there's a lot of meat on those bones for him to
1: act with. He's constantly being overshadowed by his brother. Mm -hmm. We don't really know his intentions, so he gets to characterize a little bit himself. I can see it. Plus, he can, you know he can
0: grow a mustache. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure he can. Uh, he can grow a beard. So, mm-hmm. logic says he can just do the mustache part.
1: <laughs> just, just do the stash. That's how a beard is grown. We all know.
0: Yeah. Okay. So the other part, uh, the other thought I had is at the beginning, the old man who plays Old Tom has dry, cold toast for breakfast, and. Luke, I I actually legitimately don't know this. What do you, what do you normally have for breakfast? Ooh, that's interesting. Uh and also
1: I believe to to color that a little bit more, he asks for the coldest possible toast. He does ask for the coldest possible <laughs> toast, which I'm just now clocking as an insane request. <laughs> it's so wild. I want I want the hottest possible coffee and the coldest
0: possible toast, <laughs> sir. I'll combine them in my mouth to create the perfect temperature breakfast. It'll create the vortex of time. Um, well, well, I the- love this old wizard that
1: we've created. <laughs> I mean, he does have immortality. That's another plot point that uh, he does semi semi immortality. He's gifted with an extremely long life because of John Coffee. So he's mm-hmm. like 108. This is a frame narrative. Starts with the old guy, ends with the old guy.
0: Telling his friend that everyone's going to die. Yeah, (laughs) he does. It's very rude and a strange thing to do. But Luke, you're dodging the question, what do you eat for breakfast, goddammit? Yeah, the
1: answer is not that funny. Is that usually I don't, Sam. (laughs) I just have black coffee and then I go about my day. Uh, Very, very French of me. How Uh, the
0: fuck do you get away with not eating breakfast, my dude? Yeah, I just don't eat
1: breakfast most of the time. Sometimes when I have it, I'll have like a a Soylent-esque drink. Um, Either like a protein shake or a soylent or something like that, but yeah, dude, mostly I just skip it. I just
0: eat lunch. Uh, Jesus Christ! (laughs) Which is why I was dodging it. What do you fucking eat? Okay, well, okay. So I've talked before about how I like to mix my my cinnamon life with uh, chocolate Mm checks, but but recently, um, I I did get uh, some food poisoning, uh, unrelated to my breakfast, but um, I find now that. The the checks seems to just give me an unpleasant sort of mouth taste. Mm. So so now I add uh, I have my cinnamon life and I just add chocolate chips to it. And I gotta tell you, it's (laughs) fucking
1: good. Mm. I agree with you on the checks front, though. Checks. I mean, I'm pretty sure they lace that with nitroglycerin. That shit is. It's got a taste. It's got a twang to it
0: well it tastes very good while you're eating it and then later when you're burping it it does taste (laughs) like vomit uh which is why i found it so aversive
1: yeah well (laughs) i've learned a lot and our listeners have too what other thoughts do you have sam that are maybe not cereal related
0: yeah 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 um let's see what i have you know it's it's just a really a fucking offensive movie, and I frankly don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Sinise is here. Ooh. Now, remind me again who he played in this movie. Mr. Hammersmith, who I think was a lawyer who defended John Coffey.
1: Yes. Hey, haven't we seen Gary Sinise? Oh, it was Apollo uh,
0: 13, right? The last time we saw Gary Sinise. And, and Forrest Gump, yeah. And Been seeing a lot of Gary lately.
1: The sniper dude was back from saving Private yeah, Ryan. The Lord Sniper was here. Mhm, the Lord Sniper himself playing as far as I could tell the
0: same exact character. I think so. <laughs> and and it, for all we know it, it is the same guy. This is 1935, so yeah, could be the Lord true. Sniper.
1: <laughs> Which paints Saving Private Ryan in some interesting ways. Uh It does. Yeah. It really does. Hey, can we also talk about the fact that, uh, bring up Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks's southern accent has not improved since Forrest Gump.
0: It really has not. Nah. Like, at, is, all, at all.
1: This is like a weird, bastardized Georgian accent uh, that he basically just, it's the same one. So if you've seen Forrest Gump, that is exactly <laughs> how he sounds here, except we're expected to take it very seriously. Uh, yeah. this one's a serious film.
0: He's he's just got the one southern accent Mm -hmm. and he just dips back into it every once in a while. Yeah. Hey, so I don't want to talk about the movie anymore. So I'm going to talk about the movies that I watched when I was sick because I watched (laughs) a lot.
1: And to, I guess, clue in the listeners, you were very ill this week, right?
0: Not honestly, not even that bad. I threw up three times in two days, but I didn't feel good for two days. Mm, Well, I'm sorry Um, to hear that. Ah, it's fine. I'm I'm doing better now. But but when Sammy don't feel good, Sammy hurts himself with movies. <laughs> um, and so, uh, on the day that I was sick, I watched U five seven one, old school Sherlock Holmes two, Lego Batman, and then the next day I watched. Uh, oh wait, no, the that first day I did also watch Christmas with the Cranks, and then the next day I watched. <laughs> Flight of the Phoenix, Idiocracy, and then a few days later, I watched The Santa Claus.
1: Sam, I'm having a panic attack from yeah. this list of movies. What the fuck happened okay. to you as a child?
0: So let me let me walk through the movies and my experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so U571, I've been wanting to rewatch for a while because I remember it being pretty good. And there aren't a lot of like good World War II submarine movies. Sure. I mean, there's, there's Dust Boat, but that's old and it doesn't have Matthew McConaughey in it. I don't Mm -hmm. like Matthew McConaughey, but whatever.
1: Yeah, smoke them if you got them, especially when it's related to Matthew McConaughey.
0: So I started U571, and then I promptly threw up. Uh, I don't (laughs) think these two are related necessarily, but but I did miss a lot of U571 vomiting. So what I saw of it was fine. Sure, Um, sure. And then I... And then I put on Old School, because I was already on HBO Max, and I was just not feeling good and searching for something to watch, and I saw that one, and I was like, huh, I've not seen this in an extremely long time, uh, to the point where, when I did see it, I'm pretty sure I did not understand the jokes. So I did put on <laughs> Old School, uh, and I didn't feel good, and the movie wasn't funny, and I did fall asleep. Mm <laughs> Which is... The best way to watch old school, I think. It is. I it <laughs> other than not watching it, it is the best way. Yeah. Uh so then I watched Sherlock Holmes 2, the one with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. And I unironically adore this movie. Uh, and so I had a great time watching it, even though I felt very bad and very scared about throwing up again, uh, because that's who I am as a person. And uh and so the scene when... and Folks, I am going to spoil this uh, kind of old movie. The scene when uh, Sherlock Holmes and uh, Moriarty go tumbling over a railing falling down a huge waterfall. And Jude Law sees uh, Mm. Robert Downey Jr. going over the edge. And you can just see the hurt on Jude Law's face. I did cry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I did did weep. And uh, it was was a low point for me. Man, I'm loving this like
1: post amesis (laughs) journey that your body is putting you on re your emotions and then also sam you did sort of stoke the fire here by picking just the wildest list of movies (laughs) i've ever heard they have no rhyme they have no reason it was honestly it probably
0: made me feel
1: worse (laughs) yeah you're treating a cold with a
0: bigger stronger cold (laughs) exactly So then I watched the Lego Batman movie um, Mm. and it was actually pretty good. But I do, I do just want to take this opportunity to talk about Lego a little bit. And and Marvin, (laughs) this is specifically for you. Lego is an inferior toy to Playmobil, uh, the kind of ultimate children's toy. Uh, It's far more fun. It's just all around better built. The, Uh, Playmobil has no connection to Steve Mnuchin, uh, our (laughs) current and soon-to-be outgoing Treasury Secretary, whereas his name was one of the first credited names in the Lego (laughs) Batman movie. So Lego is now inexorably linked to the Trump administration, so fuck that toy. Ooh, yeah, man, that's... That's hard right there.
1: You know, the spider web it's, does go pretty deep on uh, that does. administration. And uh, I didn't realize it went all the way to Will Arnett, but I guess it does, huh? <laughs>
0: it does. It does. It does. Um, so then, uh, by that point in the day, uh, I think I had thrown up again and then my wife got home. And so, uh, I threw up again and then we watched Christmas with the cranks because it's a movie that she enjoys. And, um, look folks it's not very good uh it's a t- it's a town that is militantly pro christmas and seems to have never met any jewish people uh,
1: <laughs> they just don't exist where the cranks live huh?
0: apparently not i it's it's so bad uh dan aykroyd is in it as just a piece a true piece of shit tim allen's in there i i I don't know why my wife likes it, but she does, and I didn't feel good enough to to say no. I, I wanted to fall asleep during this one, but I couldn't, and mm. that was the real tragedy there.
1: Yeah, I mean, power to you for even even seeing several minutes of it uh, and managing managing to you know maintain consciousness. But uh, shit, dude. Well,
0: uh, so so then uh, the next day, you know, Flight of the Phoenix, Idiocracy, both bad movies. Don't watch them. Mm-hmm. um though could have told Fly you that phoenix... before going in my friend oh yeah no i again i was not feeling good so i didn't need to hurt myself <laughs> with the films um though of the phoenix does have giovanni rabisi in it he's so... in fucking everything i keep saying <laughs> he this is. but
1: seriously folks look him up on imdb you have seen his face if you don't know who we're talking about
0: oh yeah no you you don't know his name but you
1: know hey, his face
0: i was gonna say that about this movie
1: you could have cast Giovanni Ravisi as literally anybody in this film and it would have fucking worked
0: Oh yeah you could cast him in any role in any movie and it works yeah the the man is a marvel of, mm-hmm. of act, he's an acting powerhouse. He's truly the playmobile of acting when you think about it Oh he really is and thank you for that compliment <laughs> uh, both for Playmobile and Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> Um The last movie I viewed was on Christmas Eve and that was the Santa Claus. Mm. And it's it's actually pretty good. I don't I didn't remember liking it, but I liked it this time. But there's one thing I want to talk about.
1: Okay. Uh, no, no. So Tim Allen Dunker Sam Seagull yeah. now has things to say about Tim Allen's biggest work, probably.
0: Yes. So, uh, in the scene where Tim Allen uh, kills Santa, because he mm-hmm. does kill Santa, uh, he yells at Santa on his roof, and that scares Santa, knocks him off the roof, kills him. Tim Allen is in his boxers. Mm-hmm. And he's in his boxers for a long time. And, uh, and Luke, I studied those boxers. No. Um, no. And look, le- let me tell you something. Tim Allen, not packing a lot of meat down there because I've seen Tom Hanks and I've seen what he's packing. <laughs> and Tim Allen can't hold a fucking candle to Tom Hanks's huge fucking dick.
1: He's definitely not holding a similarly sized candle, uh, is what you're saying. Man. Ooh, absolutely not. We dedicate so much time to to celebrity dingers on this show, <laughs> and I don't know that this is the brand I set out to create with our podcast, but here we are, and you know what? I'm, I do feel kind of better for this information.
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting to know that that, uh, that we're on this. I, I don't love that I'm on Celebrity Dick Watch all the time now. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, you and a lot of other people, to be fair. This isn't yeah. just a you experience.
0: Yeah, Ken and I did watch uh, Wonder Woman 1984 the other night and I did uh, I was just talking about it while we were watching it and I did notice that this podcast has irreparably changed how I watch movies. <laughs>
1: In so many ways, down to the fact that we now look at runtime exclusively. This has become <laughs> uh-huh. so true. The only way I review a movie is based on how long it is. The ideal movie is about 15 minutes, people.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, the the shorter the better. And oh, 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 I'm, oh Luke, I'm I'm getting uh am getting something off the wire right now. Ooh. It's IMDb facts brought to you by McKenna.
1: Ooh, fuck yeah, dude! I feel like this is gonna be a juicy ass movie for some of these IMDb facts.
0: Oh, but you buckle the fuck up. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'm let me get my I'm restraints
1: gonna, going, my harnesses. Uh, they're clicked.
0: I'm ready. So I'm gonna ease you into this. Okay. okay? They used 15 mice for this movie, and each spent months being trained.
1: What? Hey, I wondered about this, because there's a mouse, Mr. Jingles, mm-hmm. uh,
0: who does the... perform some various tricks. And Mr. Jingles is the best part of this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. And Mr. Jingles also has the semi-immortality uh, that yes, the, he does. the old man Tom Hanks has, and lives to be just in an astonishing age for a mouse when you think <laughs> about
0: <really> it. He really does. <laughs> It's an extremely old mouse. So, so they use 15 mice for Mr. Jingles. Uh, the scenes where the actors are looking at Mr. Jingles, like moving around and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they're actually looking at a laser pointer on the floor. Uh, <laughs> that makes me extremely happy. And uh, and then the trick where he like uh, fetches and rolls the spool back, mm-hmm. um, that, that was actually done by pulling the spool with a string. And the string was like scented with something. And so that's what got the mouse interested in it. Damn. So what were they training the mice to do? Because I assume that was the thing. Well, I think it was that. It was just to to like get on that spool that way with the string that smelled like whatever it smelled like.
1: Sure. Okay. I follow you. Now, if they'd actually had a semi-immortal mouse, this would have been way easier because then you could have just had one mouse.
0: Yeah. Just one mouse. So Stephen King called this the single most faithful adaptation of his work. And Luke, I got to tell you, I don't think he should tell people that.
1: Mm, Yeah. Hey, given how problematic this movie is, not great on that one, Mr. King.
0: Yeah. Hey, Steve, what the fuck? Because this is a horrible movie uh, that is easily the most problematic film we've watched because Mm -hmm. it's got the very harmful... um, uh, trope of the magical black man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the the terrible, terrible trope of n- mentally ill people are dangerous. Yeah, plus uh, the
1: the homicidal or pedophilic homosexual. Because one of the people that they bring into the cell block later, who turns out to have murdered the two girls that John Coffey is uh, convicted of killing, uh, is he's. We don't know that he's gay, but he's definitely uh, lecherously interested in men uh yeah and he displays
0: that for sure his last line is you want to suck my dick so hey hadn't put that together until just now but that's actually kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> it actually kind of is I, I won't lie to you uh, it's a, it's an excellent last line and uh, we but should all hope to be that lucky <laughs> yeah that's amazing um but yeah extremely problematic um so Tom treated the whole crew to a meal every Friday night. Damn. Yeah. Superstar Tom Hanks.
1: Superstar (laughs)
0: Tom Hanks. What a wonderful man. (laughs) Mr. Nasty. Who we've said some terrible things about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He stayed in character whenever Stephen King visited the set. Ooh. That's fucking cool. I wonder if more actors do that yeah for, I, for adaptations I don't fucking no but it's fascinating uh they did use a puppet for the mouse dumping scene mm, good uh, tom said that the movie is about great myths that communicate complexities of being human
1: we saw very different movies
0: tom and yeah, we I. we did tom i don't i don't think that even means anything but <laughs> um but are you are you ready for this one luke because this one i think is the most buck wild fact
1: Yeah, I'm strapped in, uh, in as much as my restraints will go, so I think I'm ready to be just blown the fuck out of the water.
0: The role of Paul Edgecombe, Tom's role, was initially offered to John Travolta. What? Uh, Yes, and he turned it down. Holy shit, dude! (laughs) Yeah.
1: Okay, so I said earlier that Giovanni Ravisi, you could have plugged into any role, and that's very true. But fucking John Travolta as Paul Edgecombe would have been a, a... Well, one, we wouldn't have had to watch this movie. No, so we wouldn't have. That would have been great, because this is not a John Travolta podcast yet. And it
0: never will be, Luke. <laughs> Don't you fucking say that.
1: Holy shit, that is mind-blowing, though. Just uh, trying to parse through this entire movie uh, with him in that lead role instead, and my man, yeah. it's, it's pretty incredible.
0: Hey... Can I, can I posit sort of a fact here? Mm-hmm. John Travolta is the anti Rabisi.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? Actually, that makes a lot
0: of sense. Yeah. He, he cannot be plugged into any role.
1: No, he's, he's the Lego to that Playmobil in that you need to <laughs> slot him into very specific places per the instructions uh, versus uh, Playmobil, which is a more uh, you know freewheeling, it's, it's a more creative experience for any child.
0: Fucking exactly. It's an infinitely better toy and I will die on this hill, damn it. Yeah. Um so uh while shooting this movie Tom started gaining weight for Castaway. Mm, okay. Mhm. That You know what?
1: We're we stopped tracking the gradient, but we're pretty close to jowly Tom in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah, we're we're uh, as jowly as we've been and I'm liking it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know what? We said a lot of shit about how we kind of preferred the smooth Tom. But now that we're here with the rough Tom, I gotta say I kind of dig it. I'm back to
0: digging it, yeah. my friend. Yeah, I, I want, I want it rougher though. I need mm. a rougher Tom.
1: Yeah, you got to get a rougher Tom, and you will mm. in Castaway.
0: Uh, that's what I hear. Uh, <laughs> so because we're getting the jowls, I just need the roughness.
1: Yeah. Oh, you'll get a rough. You'll get a rough Tom. Oh shit. Okay. You'll get a rough that's, Tom.
0: It's <laughs> <that's> very threatening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, the actor, uh, who is considered for the role of John Coffey was Shaquille O'Neal. Man, can you imagine this movie with John
1: Travolta at the helm
0: and Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> instead?
1: <laughs> Fucking oh. Shaq.
0: Holy shit, God. dude. That's a, that's a movie and a half. That is a
1: wildly uh, different movie that I would kind of guess doesn't get, uh, <laughs> nominated for as many
0: Academy Awards. Oh, I don't think so. Um, I don't think so at all, uh, and here I I've got the last fact, and I think it's my favorite. Okay, hit me with it. So Michael Clark Duncan, the actor playing John Coffey, was really uncomfortable grabbing Tom's dick. Mm, um, okay. In in that scene where he heals his ailing Peter. Mm-hmm. So during during one of the like takes, like in between takes, uh, Tom just like walked off set for a minute, mm-hmm. and then he came back and they did the scene again and uh and uh Duncan goes to to grab uh Tom's crotch and he had put an empty water bottle in his pants and it made Duncan infinitely more comfortable doing the scene (laughs) hey so that's some real fuel for our (laughs) Mm -hmm. it really fucking is (laughs) Because, you know, you know, Michael Clark Duncan was like, this guy's dick is too big. I don't want to touch it anymore. And the only thing Tom was like, the only thing that will cover up all of it is a full sized empty water bottle.
1: Yeah. The only simulacrum I can assemble for my genitals (laughs) is an empty Dasani (laughs) bottle. Holy shit. That is disturbing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. So you got to you got to live with that now in addition Mm -hmm. to everything we just watched.
1: Jesus, fuck, dude. Three hours, and you you really buried the lead on that one. (laughs) If I can say here 45 minutes into the podcast.
0: Well, you know, I do what I can. So, uh, do, do you have any parting thoughts?
1: You know what? I really don't. I'm with you. I'm kind of done talking about this movie. It's really problematic, and it's so,
0: so long, sir. So, no, I don't. That's fair. Um, well Luke, I uh I've been getting social security checks for like sixty years because I'm undying. <laughs> um would you would you come with me to the to the Hanks Bank?
1: Yeah, i hope help you sign all those those checks, old man. Ah,
0: uh, thank you. Let's go. I'm Truck Tuggerman, and I'm here with Truck Tuggerman's Tugger Trucks and I'm here to talk to you about the new Ford F-150 heavy-duty crew cab. It has the most powerful powertrain you've ever seen in a truck, and it will haul 15,000 tons of pure fucking steel. <laughs> so come on down to Truck Tuggerman's Tugger Trucks, and we'll hook you up with a new Ford F-150 heavy-duty crew cab. Luke, I need you to experience another person's reality by touch alone. It's time to come with me to the Conspiracy Corner. Ooh, fuck yeah. So topical this week. I'm loving it. Yeah, so so this week we've got an interesting details. So this is uh, Tom Hanks playing Paul Edgecombe, who is, as we know, uh, also Tom Hanks and every other role that Tom Hanks has ever played. That is the um, premise of Conspiracy Corner for sure. So this movie takes place in 1935, which, if memory serves, is the earliest role that we've seen for Tom. Hmm.
1: Yeah, actually, I think it is. It's definitely before every time we say
0: goodbye. Hundred percent. Yes, and it explains everything. Oh. Because in this movie, Tom Hanks is granted the immortality by John Coffey. Holy shit, dude! Yes, that's it. That's the ball game. Uh, he he's fucking immortal. And he goes on to, <laughs> to coach that, that league of ladies baseball players. He goes on to fight in World War II, both in Israel and uh, in Europe. Mm-hmm. He, he goes on to do all the terrible deeds. He works for Mossad. He uh, kills Josh Baskins and uh, it becomes the sort of lizard person. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of it. All of it enabled by this movie, by John Coffey alone
1: holy shit dude i had not even thought about that until you began to say it and then it ricocheted through my body like a bullet holy yeah fuck it
0: really does explain everything all of it and you'll notice that the old man who is supposed to be paul edgecombe is not tom hanks and some might say sure no, no 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 sam they they had to cast an older man because they they realized that tom didn't look old enough for that role so they picked this 88 year old man wrong <laughs> they they picked it because tom is fucking immortal and he doesn't age mm. he yeah. hasn't actually gotten older they had to fake it
1: yeah so i think I mean surely what they did was that they or Tom himself has a guy Paul Edgecombe his original name that he is paying to pretend to be him uh mm-hmm. in a nursing home somewhere and then when he carks it it's the fir- it's the perfect cover
0: it's it's ideal mhm and so so here we have the and uh, now this is the interesting bit is that uh, it is heavily suggested if not just outright said that John Coffey is essentially an agent of God.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. Some kind of
1: yeah vessel, vehicle for God for sure.
0: Yeah, and so then it is indirectly God who grants Tom immortality, is it not?
1: Oh shit! It is.
0: It is. Sam. And, and who is Tom's greatest enemy? Oh my God! Fucking Atar. Yeah, the demon prince Atar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now this has changed do you think do you think Tom is still working with atar or do you think now it's definitely a oh, nemesis no.
0: situation i don't think he was ever working with atar he was trying to uncover atar he was trying to defeat atar ah. and, and atar has put him through all of this but it does seem that maybe tom is an agent of god <laughs> which is way better than being an agent of satan um, it is. It is. Yeah. No. So so he just utilized Mossad um, to, to try to to uncover all of ATAR's doings.
1: Mm, I got. Gotcha. Yes, I got
0: gotcha. you. He's the man on the inside. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Mossad had the resources and the willingness to allow an agent to operate on U.S. soil, mm-hmm. um, testing missiles and, and the like. Uh, but no, his true mission this whole time has been to, to uncover and destroy ATAR. And I do believe maybe that mission was given to him by John Coffey and thus indirectly God.
1: Holy shit. This is the Fountainhead. We found the beginning of everything. Yeah. The
0: the wellspring of this river. Mm-hmm. I think I used that word right. Yeah, pretty sure. Well, good enough. <laughs> so So this is it. Tom Hanks Origins. Fuck me, dude. This makes a distressing
1: amount of sense and seems extremely true.
0: Luke, holy shit, I just realized something. What's that? As we've discussed, the Toy Story films are a dream state that ATAR has put Tom in yeah, this to is try common to discover knowledge. something. We all know that, for sure. Yes, but he's trying to discover something, Luke. Mm. And I think he's just dis- trying to discover either the secret of Tom's immortality or uh, how to kill God
1: oh yeah because as a newly minted conduit for god uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's sort of like you know examining a cable box that you're trying to rip off
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, <Exactly>. got the,
1: <laughs> you got the streaming service right in front of you um yes. first, you know really dated reference there of course people are still trying to rip off cable boxes all the time of course everyone um, does it yeah who doesn't um fuck dude <laughs> This has blown everything wide open, and I mean everything.
0: All of it. It's it's explained everything ab- about Tom, about his his uh, his continuing life, his 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 unceasing energy, uh, and his endless battle with mm-hmm. the demon prince Atar. It's all right here in a Fuck. garbage movie that you shouldn't watch.
1: <laughs> but we did. We, we we mined did. for these nuggets and then emerged on the surface with them for you and Sam, you've really carried out the fucking hope
0: diamond this week. <laughs> uh, you know, I surprised myself with it. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Maybe literally. <laughs> so, Luke, let's let's get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, please.
0: So normally this is a part where we talk about our predictions for next week, but we've we've ended the the 1990s so next week we'll have something a little special for you nice uh, i won't i won't say more than that but but we'll have a nice special episode for you to cap off the decade um, yeah
1: re- really looking forward to that sam how's it feel to be out of yet another decade of tom hank's career
0: uh really good considering how bad this one was
1: <laughs> weirdly the 90s were great for mr nasty but not great for us uh as yeah, far the, as watching yeah. the
0: output he lived up to the name. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> uh, very true. Let me, let me put it that way. Uh, Luke, how do you feel?
1: Pretty good, honestly. Same, same situation. I feel like we really went through Tom Hanks boot camp, where this silly, stupid project became kind of, uh, kind of something bigger than we were expecting. Um, and so yeah. I'm, I'm stoked to have gone through the experience. But uh, you know, the next movie we're gonna watch is gonna be Castaway, which is one of my favorite movies uh anyway so i'm super fucking stoked for that and you haven't seen it i don't think right i have not yeah so that'll be super fun and then there's a string of movies after that that's going to be pretty great so
0: looking forward to
1: the 2000s
0: it should be a good fucking time and kind of weird to watch some some more like reminiscent movies of tom Mm -hmm. like the the ones we may have seen in fucking theaters
1: yeah, we're definitely approaching that, that zone where, uh, you know, we actually did see some of these films together in theaters, which is going to be
0: pretty wild. Oh, yeah. That's that's going to be an experience and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, until then, folks, uh, why don't you... Uh, Check us out on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at uh Hanksy Panksy. You can check us out on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod, or you can email us at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Uh, send us your, you know, your thoughts, your opinions, uh, some reviews, what you think about the uh, the unending battle between Tom Hanks, Agent of God, and Atar the Demon Prince. <laughs> um, and you know, tweet it, Tom. Uh, try to get him on this podcast. We really want him to be on here and Mm -hmm. we've not done the best job of trying. Mm -mm. Um, Now, Luke and I talked about it a little bit this week. We think maybe a more achievable way of getting Tom on the podcast is to first get Daniel Radcliffe on the podcast. (laughs) So if any of you uh, know Daniel Radcliffe uh, or a way to contact him, try to get him on the podcast and then Mm -hmm. maybe we can get Tom here too just you know trying trying to sort of make our dreams reality
1: yeah we're really just stair-stepping through celebrities until we get to
0: mr nasty himself yeah exactly uh and and daniel radcliffe seems like he would really hang tough with us and talk about mr nasty's big old penis so (laughs) (laughs) you know uh maybe he's got some insider knowledge on it uh, but uh (laughs) luke oh i i also i would like to thank ryan boyd for our fucking kick-ass intro music uh you can find them on uh twitter at ryan droid d-r-o-y-d uh luke do you have a final quote for us
1: i do for once my final quote is actually from a closed caption this was captioned during that urination scene post uh tom hanks being being cleaned out and it is urinating fully and easily (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: Which i thought was pretty great that's
0: so fucking good <laughs> oh well well folks thanks for listening to another episode of hanksy panksy and we'll be back next week with something special but between now and then uh you know don't watch this movie it's way too long Something you can watch that's a lot shorter is oh, 2020's God Yes, God, Yes. God. It's a brilliant it. film. It's 75 minutes. It's so crisp and clean. It's Ugh. got Natalia Dyer, Timothy Simmons. It's it's a romping good time. Very funny. And so much better than this movie. Check it out. Fuck. Okay, in the podcast...